as I mentioned this morning, the last four speakers in this conference have all played, in my spiritual estimation and opinion, a critical role in not just cornerstone propelling forward, but also blasting the darkness in the spirit of the Northwest. Yes. 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 Without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, the most effective evangelist that we have had is Brother Cody Marks. And that is not to say, that is not to say that any of the men, Brother Prado, of course, preached this morning, the other two men that will be coming tomorrow, Brother Wesley Jackson and Brother Nathaniel Urshan, they've all played their role. But Brother Marks has been like the tip of the spear to shatter and to penetrate and to give direction. And not just the Northwest, he is acclaimed as a man of God and a great evangelist all over North America and probably beyond. If you'd stand to your feet, would you put your hands together for the man of God as he comes to preach tonight? I'm sure heaven is going to be even greater than this, but if it's not, if it's just like this, I, I can't wait to go. honor, first of all, to the Cornerstone Church. These are some of the hardest working people that I have ever witnessed, and they have worked tirelessly to get into this building for us to be able to have this meeting, and then they have continued to work um, right on past that preparing for us to get here. They're serving us. I wonder if we could give the Cornerstone family a big hand. And the, the bishop of this church and the first lady 
told Brother Bertram on the way here, I said, when I think about the Mayos and what they have done in Spokane and in the Northwest, I think of people who did not hide nor fold their talents up in a napkin these people have invested and taken risk and more risk and then some more risk and look what the Lord has done praise God I admire their tenacity, their drive, their vision. I've seen people that could dream. There's a big difference between dreaming something and then seeing it through. And when years ago, when I don't even think they were in that building completely, and he was talking about getting this building. Um, if someone seen me shaking my head, it wasn't no. It was we'll be in that building eventually. And here we are tonight. Thank you, Brother and Sister Mayo. How many how many churches in America our next door neighbors to Tesla. Brother Mayo, you're a phenomenon, you and your wife. What a team. What a team. What a team. I don't know how you feel about this, but I appreciate at 41 years old the example that these two people set. And as a team, as a team, and um, thank you so much. I'd like to turn your attention to Mark chapter 8. I give honor to all that have gone before me and those that will follow me. And I am very humbled to be in this position tonight. My family is with me. And to give you um, an example of how strong I feel about what happens here, my whole family is here tonight. Not just my wife, my best friend, my girlfriend after 23 years, but my kids are here. And I want them in this kind of environment. I want them affected and impacted by it the atmosphere that's here. Hey, you know what we need to do right now? Something just hit my head. You know what we need to do? Our Canadian brothers and sisters have broken out of jail. <laughs> Let's give a shout out to our brothers and sisters from Canada. It's good to see you.
Tom Dehart, I almost forgot what you look like. But I'm glad to see you. God bless the truckers. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist it. Mark chapter 8. See there? See what the Lord thought about that? Mark chapter 8 and verse number 1. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and said unto them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have been now with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way. For divers of them came from afar. And his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? I've been real nervous all day, but I'm starting to feel at home right now. And he asked them, I'm just thankful the Lord is patient and kind and long-suffering. You better admit it, because all of us would be in a heap of trouble tonight if he wasn't. He said, how many loaves do you have? They said, seven. Man, I don't really want to let the cat out of the bag yet, but I just, I can't help it. Here we go again. Look at your neighbor say, here we go again. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break and gave. Does this sound familiar to you? It should. Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, one of the reasons I'm nervous is I know my lane, and I'm real comfortable in my lane, and this is outside of my lane tonight, okay? I don't feel like that God often asks me to flow in the gift of faith. I believe that there's great faith that's going to blow in this building tonight. Great faith. Look at your neighbor and tell him again, here we go again. Deja vu. Set them down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break and gave it to the disciples to set before them, and they did set them before the people. And they had a few small fishes. Say it with me. Here we go again. And he blessed and commanded to set them also before them. And they did eat, so they did eat and were filled. Someone say filled. Here we go again. This is not the same miracle. And they took up the broken meat that was left, seven baskets. Here we go again. 
This is not the same story. In fact, this story gets looked over. This is the second time. The first time was 12 baskets of leftovers. This time it's seven baskets of leftovers. The first time it was 5,000 men alone. This time it's 4,000 on the dot. But I want to make a statement here as a premise of where I'm headed. This time was not just about the hunger of the 4,000. God was trying to get something in the spirit of his disciples. You're looking at the physical bread, but what I'm trying to get you to understand is there's a loaf here that you've forgotten about, and it's not one of the five or one of the seven. It's me. I am the bread of life. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets, and they that had eaten were about 4,000 and he sent them away. Mark tells us in chapter 8 as we have already read that he has compassion on the multitude who have been with him three days and have nothing to eat. And he asked his disciples, how are we going to feed these people? They're standing there with seven loaves of bread in their hands. Brother Prado, and they're going, I don't know. I want to preach to you tonight for a few moments from this thought, basket cases. basket cases if you would put your Bibles down put your hands together and give the Lord a shout of praise come on give God a shout of praise in this place for you right now won't he come on I got a question for you in fact I may sound like a broken record before I get through here tonight won't he for our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according according I want to know how much power do you have working inside of you? How much faith do you have working inside of you tonight? Won't he? Won't he deliver? Won't he? Come on, clap your hands and give God praise for it. Right can be seated
I'm certain that to the disciple Simon Peter, that the crow of the rooster, after his betrayal, after he recognizes that Jesus foretold him what is now unfolding, after his opportunity, which I must say that he seized the opportunity, he is forgiven. But I am certain that going forward from his forgiveness, that the sound of a cock crowing would never be the same in the ears of Simon Peter. God was merciful to David, but it was through a parable. It was through a parable of a lamb. The prophet told him about a lamb. Now, I don't have time to sort this out here tonight, but in my estimation, when you look at the parable, I believe if you look at it beyond its latency and its depths, that David, that the poor man and the rich man both could be a type of David. Nathan, knowing David's background, uses, he uses the example of the lamb because he knows what it's going to take to pluck the heartstrings of this shepherd boy. But going forward from forgiveness, Brother Powers, I doubt that David ever looked at a lamb the same again. Impossible. Jesus sent some disciples to wet a hook out of all of their fishing stories, some of them true and some of them not so true. The Bible says that they pulled from the waters, having never seen this before, and they opened the mouth of the fish, and there in the mouth of the fish was a shiny coin. I, I don't know. But I just feel like going forward from there that those boys never caught a fish again from that point forward without. I know what I'm talking about. For years, uh, for years, I've remembered this. My wife and I was parked at a church in Wichita, Kansas, in revival. And, and during that revival, there was some kind of drug deal that went down. And the cops found a big bag of money under the dumpster that was right in front of our trailer. I've never looked at a dumpster the same since. In fact, when I see a dumpster, I don't look in it. I look under it. My text was in Mark chapter 8 tonight. But if you rewind two chapters before, Mark chapter 6 tells us a story that I feel like sometimes subconsciously that we just 
mix it together or feel that it's one and the same with the story that happens in Mark chapter 8, but it's two completely different stories. Much more preaching done from the one in Mark chapter 6 and not so much preaching done from Mark chapter 8, and it's probably because everything that we need to know or maybe there's more we need to know or maybe... Or maybe there was something we didn't get the first time. And so Jesus is willing. Aren't you thankful that we have a teacher, come on, that's willing to let us take the test over again? Now, if you were to take these two miracles and set them side by side and you were to investigate and study and look closely, as far as quantity is concerned, the miracle in Mark chapter 6 was much greater than the miracle in Mark chapter number 8. Mark chapter 6 speaks of 5,000 men alone. We don't know how many women and children are there. 5,000 men alone. This is the story where the lad emerges and a prophet makes an announcement. We have a lad here with five loaves and two fishes. I feel like preaching in Spokane the line. Somebody asked me one time, come on, when you read, there are estimations that this crowd was 15, 18. I've even seen the number 20,000 people in, in things that I've read. I don't know. I just know it was a lot of people. And I had someone ask me one time, Brother Marks, how do you think this happened? I think it happened exactly how we're going to reach the world. I believe they fed one person at a time. Uh, this is not in my notes, but could I tell a pastor right now, you need to quit looking at the overwhelming need in your city. Come on and start working on the face that's right in front of you. I think we become consumed with the masses and the multitudes and forget that the masses and the multitudes are made up of men. Come on, if we will reach the man, come on, our buildings will be full of the masses. The key is ministry to the man. Anyways, one at a time, and I... I'm a visual learner, and so I read things, and then I sit, and I close my eyes, and I try to visualize, to visualize. Um, I'm, Brother King is not here. I'm eternally grateful for the opportunity that he gave my wife and I and he and Sister King and the beautiful Saints of True Church sponsored or gave sacrifice for us to go uh, to the, on a Holy Land tour with the Kings. It was quite an experience. I was surprised, but because of the vividness of my imagination, there were some things that were not quite as I had imagined. I have a very vivid imagination, but I have thought of all of the miracles that I have preached and read about, I've probably set and cogitated, mused about this one miracle more than any others. I, I want to see it. And the best that I can visualize it, Brother Mayo, that the disciples, as they begin to serve, how many ever, 12, 15, 20,000 people, that every time it was hand to mouth. And I believe as Jesus, he took the five loaves and he, and he took the two fish and he blessed them and broke them. I believe he stood there with his hands out. Come on, this is the way I see it in my mind's eye. And I believe those disciples, 
disciples however long it took and it probably took a while that every time they came back to his hands every time they came back to his hands there was a little more bread there and a little more fish there I know it's simple come on but I got to tell you something right now you know the key to making it I'm going to tell you the key to having revival I'm going to tell you the key to overcoming I'm going to tell you the key to being victorious you got to just keep coming back to the hands of Jesus you got to just keep coming back to the house of God you got to just keep coming back to the presence of the Lord Brother Marks, that's so simple. Come on, it's so simple because you've allowed the enemy to overcomplicate it. It is really that easy. They laid him at the date, beautiful, daily. Come on, I'm not going to miss an opportunity. I'm not going to miss a chance. If the doors are open, if the lights are on, You can only imagine you that have served how long the disciples went from the hands of Jesus to the hands of the hungry. Hold your hands out, Bishop. Can he beat Jesus for one night, Sister Mayo? She said you could. From the hands of Jesus to the from the hands of Jesus. I, I would imagine there were a few times that they hesitated. There was four crumbs and two bites of fish there the last time. I... I believe Jesus is trying to set a, I believe he's trying to create or I believe he's trying to develop a principle in their mind and spirit. Come on, let me just preach to somebody right now. I am here not to soothe you and calm you. I'm here to remind you, God hasn't brought you through everything he's brought you through to bring you in the middle of the desert and forsake you. Period. I told somebody last night, it's his calling, so therefore it's his chaos. Come on, it's his favor, so therefore it's his finances. It's his anointing, so it's his responsibility to deal with the adversity in my life. Now, if David never looked at a lamb the same, if the crowing of the cock was never the same in the ears of Simon Peter, the main staple of their diet was bread. <laughs> How in the world, the next day, when it come time to eat, Oh, God, forgive us of the spiritual amnesia that we've. Come on. A 
I'm here to remind you of what David said about the sword of Goliath. There is none like it. Come on. I want to evoke some past victories. I want to incite some past victories in your life to help you understand he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he provided five years ago, he's going to make a way of escape now, and somebody needs to shout, yes, emphatically. Joel Buxton, just like every dumpster I look under. You think I'm kidding? Every time. Elder Bass, how do you put a piece of bread to your mouth without thinking about? We had not talked about this because can I give you and your wife a word? Every time you walk in here, every time your car's wheel in here and wonder how we're going to take care of all of this, i tell you what you do. Lift your eyes off of this property. Let them fall over there on that property. And the same God that made a way over there is the same God that's going to make a way here. That's too simple. But I'm going to preach until I preach the doubt out of your spirit. I'm going to preach until I preach the discouragement out of your heart. I'm going to preach until I preach the unbelief out of your life. God is a provider. God is a way maker. God is a deliverer. God is a healer. How do you ever pull a morsel, a morsel of bread to your lips? How do you ever move the bread around in your mouth without thinking? Bread was such... I read this not too long ago that bread was such an integral, it was such a staple of their society that, that little Jewish children were taught that even if they were about play in the alley, come on, of course they wouldn't eat it. But bread was so important that if they seen a chunk of bread laying in the dirt, it was not uncommon to see a child reach down and pick the bread up and move it out of the way. Before Mark chapter 6 is over, Jesus looks. Thank you, Brother Holland. Jesus looks at the disciples and he commands them to get in a boat. Wow. With every intention of going where? To the other side. Somewhere between where the boat disembarks and the banks of the other side of the Galilee, they encountered a storm. And they're freaking out. They've just seen Jesus feed 5,000 men alone with five loaves and two fishes from a lad's lunch, and a little old storm's freaking them out. Well, I just don't understand why Jesus so sternly rebukes them. 
Do you know before he rebuked the wind and the storm, he rebuked them for their fear? In other words, how is it possible? Now, I know Jesus was kind and mild and meek, and in him there was no sin, but I'm not Jesus. And so I'm going to tell you what I think Jesus would have wanted to say. Okay. Oh, you're not going to help me now. I said, I'm going to tell you what I think Jesus wanted to say. Because I'm trying to be like Jesus, but I'm not quite there yet. Do, do you not think if I could break, press and break five loaves and two fishes and feed them, the Bible says, till they were full and then 12 baskets of remains that were up and above and beyond the need? Do you think if I could do that with my two hands that I am not able with that same hand to stretch it over the tumultuous seat? And he rebukes him. And then he closes out Mark chapter 6. Again, my text is Mark chapter 8. He closes Mark chapter 6. And he says that their hearts were hardened. Brother Glendo, they didn't get what he was trying to say. They missed it. That's what it means. Go read it. I read in about 20 different translations today. They missed the point. Now, you can go read the original word there and, 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 and see what it says, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want your kids saying it. But it's pretty strong. Like their hearts were hardened. They, they, I'll, use, I'll clean it up a little bit. They were ignorant. They, no, I can say it like this. They were spiritually stupid. That's the word it uses. Their hearts are hardened, and the reason for the hardening of their hearts, Brother Gamboa, is because the Bible says that they considered not the lows. What lows? Now, I can't prove this, but I think it's at least plausible. Twelve baskets of leftovers. That's one for each disciple. I got to believe there were at least three or four of those baskets somewhere on that ship. You're not going to help me preach right now. I said, I got to believe there was at least three or four of them baskets somewhere on that boat. Okay, here we go. I feel it coming on me right now. You want to talk about how much water your boat's taking on? You want to talk about how hard the winds are howling? You want to talk about how great the thunder is? You want to talk about how seasick spiritually you are because the boat of your life is being rocked by trouble? I want to ask you, where's your basket at? Where is your basket at? You want to talk to me about your burden? I didn't come here to join your pity party at Summit of how big your burden is. Your burden's as big as it is because you have lost your basket.
Well, I got a hole in my boat. I'm not here to talk about the hole in the boat. I'm not here to, come on, you know what somebody needs to do? Somebody needs to wade through the water that's in your boat and say, I know there's a basket here. I know there's bread in it. I know there's a God. He did it before. He can do it again. I know there's a God. He did it before. You know I'm just real plain spoken. I don't want to hear about your brokenness. I want to know where your basket's at. I've already watched some husbands and wives. Come on. You've walked in here. Both of you got it. Come on. You got your little battle. You got your little bitternesses. You got your little bad news. And you're hanging on to it. Come on. We got bills to do. We got people going crazy. We've lost two families. Come on. We're going to lose a job. Come on. We've got financial problems and woes. I've come to preach to you. Come on. This is a basket case. You need to quit being the basket case. And you need to get out the basket that testifies of God's goodness. Won't he? I can't hear you. Won't he? Has he ever delivered? Has he ever healed? Has he ever provided? Where's your baskets? I'm not rebuking. And the elder, he can take it because he'd shoot this way at me the same way. Sam Howard, you of all people. I can't. The water. The hole in the boat. The wind. The thunder. Instead of the basket being in your life to invoke expectation, that's why you got to hold on to the basket because the basket incites expectation. Come on, you look in that basket and you see that bread and say if God put his hand on the bread, he'll put his hand on my kids. If God put his hand on my bread, he'll put his hand on my money. If God put his hand on the bread, God will put his hand on my marriage. If God put his hand... They hardened their hearts. They considered not the basket. There's capable ministry coming behind me. I don't know what these guys who got planned, but I'm just telling you, I think it'd make it a lot easier on them if tonight I could get you up out of the water that you're drowning in. Walk into this meeting feeling like your boat's falling apart. Your problem is not that your boat is falling apart. Your problem, it's become a waste basket. (laughs) 
Come here, Aaron. Follow me. You don't have to abide by six-foot rules anymore. It's not just the Canadians out of prison. We're all out of prison. You get as close as you want to get. Don't you think? I got a problem, Brother Davies, and this is my problem. Jesus went through every plague that he went through, from frogs to lice, water, blood in the water to the firstborn being killed. Are you back there? Okay, keep following me. He went through all of this trouble. Moses, just think about all the trouble he had to go through to get Moses to go to Egypt to begin with. He's got Moses. He's got his sidekick, Aaron. It's all these plagues. It's Pharaoh saying, okay, all right, no, okay, no, all right, no. And he finally gets them out of Egypt, the Bible says, with an upper hand. And just like us, come on, I am so tired of this up and down, up and down. The flood. You can't put faith and flux in the same clause. You can't put victory and vacillation in the same clause. He loves me, he loves me not. He knows where I'm at, he doesn't know where I'm at. How in the world do you go from leaving Egypt, having the upper hand? Oh, I'm going to preach this. I'm going to wear it out tonight. I'm going to wring every last drop out of this. Come on, because I want you to leave here knowing God will do it again. He did it once. He'll do it again. Come on. There's more where that came from. Come on. There's another miracle. God hasn't exhausted his power. God hasn't exhausted his power. God hasn't exhausted his power. He just needs you to get some expectation. I can't hear you. He just needs you to get your basket. So he brings them to the water. Okay? He does the big stuff first. Now, if they go two at a time across the Red Sea, it's going to take them 38 days to get across. Now, if that's how he did it, Pharaoh was sure slow about getting his troops around. And they were sure slow about getting there. Actually, are you tired yet? I picked a skinny guy. Surely you can keep up with me. I'm fat. All right. Just check. He is working on his dad bod, though. Praise God. He got a little bit of pooch there. Now, that ain't the way. God, they didn't go across two at a time. Now, this number's at about three and a half million, but the, the best, from the, from the things that I've read, listen, folks, God didn't just part the waters. I've seen numbers as, as, that they say as high as 125 feet tall on both sides. God didn't just part the water. To get them across in the time that they got across, Brother David, they went across 5,000 at a time. You know what that means? David, God didn't just part the waters. He parted the waters three miles long.
I know you guys came here tonight thinking I was going to make you cry and drag your nose on the ground and you brought extra Kleenexes saying I can't wait till tomorrow night where Urshan can get us on our feet. What if God wants to use Marks and Urshan to get the doubt out of your spirit and to get faith in your heart? Get up! Get up out of your doubt. Get up out of your unbelief. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Now, what did he part? It's not a trick question. What did he part? Three miles. You know what that means? When they're standing on the banks before they walk in, as far as they can see that way and as far as they can see that way. How? How, Brother Jackson, do you get that out of your mind? Same way. I got a specific number. What God did for you 11 years ago, I felt that in prayer. That's not sensationalism. 11 years ago. Sure, it's been 11 years. Sure, it's been seven years. Sure, it's been the magnitude of that miracle. How do you ever look at bread the same? How do you ever look at water the same? The fact of the matter is, Brother Bass, when God, when he did the miracle of the Red Sea, they couldn't even see the water anymore. But here's what, somebody say it with me, and you got to say it with attitude. Oh, I see Brother May back here. You got to say it with attitude. Really? Come on, say it. You got it's, it's a question mark with an exclamation mark. Let's, let's spiritually text here. Really? really? Seriously? Seriously? It's barely closed behind them. mouth starts getting a little dry. Now the right thing to do would have been go get the basket. But that's not what we do. We'd rather carry burdens than baskets. Really? Seriously. God just parted waters for three and a half million people, three miles long. You walked over 5,000 at a time, turned around, and in those same waters, God closed it up, and he drowned your enemies. And you're going to get thirsty and start wishing. How do you ever look at water the same again? I hadn't forgot about him. I'm going somewhere. How? God's so merciful. To the point, 
It's not their thirst making them delusional. It's their memory that's causing them to be miserable. Do you know I can't find anywhere in Scripture? I can't find, and maybe so, I don't know, but I can't find anywhere in Scripture. He may have, but it's not recorded that I can find where David ever killed the first man again after. I can't find one place in Scripture where David ever killed a man with Goliath's sword. I don't think he had to. I think all he had to do was pull his... I think all he had to do was look at it. I think when he looked at it, it invoked a memory of that little boy that he was standing on the chest. I'm just trying to remind you of what God did. Brother Bertram, how are we going to do this? Come on, how are we going to do it? We got to have a building. How are we going to do it? Come on, I'm needing somebody. I've been holding back, but I'm fixing to lose some stuff, and I need somebody to get out there and get a hold of it. I'm telling you, I believe 2022, God is going to give coin in the fish's mouth kind of miracles for people that will set aside your burden. Come on, learn to preach with a basket. Learn to praise with a basket. Learn to shout with a basket. Learn to run with a basket. And God's going, you had it better off in Egypt. This is not a thirst issue. It's a water issue. And help me. Seriously? So God says, okay. I parted it. I parted it three miles long. That tried to establish a principle there. I'll let them retake the test again. And a rock shows up in their life. Which the people smarter than me run the calculations. In fact, some of the stuff I gave will give you here in the next few moments. I believe it was a guy in the Bush administration during the Gulf War that tallied these numbers. He was part of the team that was responsible for feeding all of our troops. But in order to water that many people, it would have taken 11 million gallons of water a day. Out of a rock. I'm going to try again. Some of you didn't grab some of you didn't grab the f- coin in the fish's mouth. I believe in 2022 God's going to do miracles for his people that are just as extraordinary as 11 million gallons of water coming out of a rock. But I got to know it's a basket case. Are you going to be the basket case or are you going to get a basket? Come on and pray with it. Come on and be faithful. And Brother Mayo, it's not, sure. Here we go again. 
Oh, God, it's bitter. Casey, if God hasn't quit by now, we're, we're probably okay. I just parted the Red Sea three miles long. You cross 5,000 at a time. I drowned your enemies. Are you going to help me preach right now? I just let 11 million gallons of water come out of that rock. And you're still griping about water being bitter? I got more than you got time for me to preach here tonight. You say Paul and Silas had courage at midnight. Paul and Silas had courage at midnight to shake those chains in a Macedonian prison to make the jailhouse rock. Do you want to know what I believe gave them the courage to praise God at midnight? I see Paul looking over in Silas and saying, you remember that little demoniac? You remember that little girl who had a devil? You remember Lydia? You remember Lydia's household? If God did it in Macedonia once, I said if God did it in Macedonia once, he can do it again. If God did it in Spokane once, he can do it again. If God did it in Oregon once, he can do it again. It's a basket case, not you, the situation. I said it's a basket case, not you. Brother Carson, won't he? Has he done it before? You came with a burden. You got to go home with a basket. You still following me? So let me just preface this. I've been, I ain't even going to say all that. If you don't want to take this, don't take it. Just don't rob the people that want to. Take something from this. So this, there's, they, 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 this rock is mentioned twice. It's mentioned in the early part, and it's mentioned in the latter part. Water coming out of this rock. So Paul gets to trying to church and tr- encourage the church of Corinth in First Corinthians chapter ten, and he starts talking. He starts talking about this rock, which was Christ Jesus. Now I'm just going to tell you what Paul said and Paul knew the Old Testament better than you know it and you say, well, Brother Marks, he didn't mean that literally. It was figurative. Well, I'm going to tell you the Jewish scholars think that the Apostle Paul meant it literally. Paul told the church at Corinth it was that rock, Christ Jesus, that followed them. I can't hear you. I'm reminded of a song we used to sing a few years ago. Every time I look around, he's making a way. Come on, somebody. Every time I turn around, the rock's there. Jesus is there. Here's. 
You need a little money, here you go. You need a healing, here you go. You need a breakthrough, here you go. You need deliverance, here. You say, Brother Marks, Brother Marks, rocks are inanimate objects. I'm telling you what's inanimate is your heart. You've let your, your heart has become the rock. Come on, the rock Christ Jesus is alive and it's flowing and it's moving and it's working and it's making a way. And that rock following them, 11 million gallons of water. And every time they stuffed. John said he heard a voice behind him. And said when he turned, he said, I am the Alpha. And Omega, A to Z, which includes everything in between. Sometimes you get so, you get such in such a rush to get where you go, where you're going, that when you hit a wall or an impasse to where you're trying to go, you lay down and quit. Because you stop to forget to turn around. That rock gave 11 million gallons of water a day. Brother Marks, you're, Brother Marks, you're being, this is mysticism. No, it's, it's the miraculous. That rock gave 11. Brother, the well has not run dry. This is not the end of the road. There's always another level. There's a, this is not. We rejoice in the beauty of it. But I already see another one sitting between this one and that one. Come on. There's. And, and you think the little thing you're dealing with, 11 million gallons of water a day for 40 years. Get rid of your stinking burden. And wade through the waters of worry and say, I'm not going to have a hard heart. There's a basket on this boat somewhere and the bread may be stale, but I remember what the Lord did. I remember what the Lord said. I remember what the Lord promised. I remember... Fifteen hundred, 
Brother Gazande, 1,500 tons. Brother Bertram, 1,500 tons of food a day. God just doesn't know where I'm at. Quit sucking on your thumbs and use the thumbs you're sucking on to grab a hold of that basket and say, I'm not leaving the basket case. I'm leaving with the basket. And the basket says... Brother Urshan, how long are we going to keep doing this? How long are we going to keep doing this? He rebukes them because they consider not to lose. And so Brother Williams, he said, we're going to try this again. Were the 4,000 people hungry? Absolutely. But it wasn't just about the hunger of 4,000 people. It was about the ignorance or the stupidity of 12 disciples that he's going to turn the world upside down with eventually. And he is trying to get something in. Do you know why? You look when he told them. He said, you go two by two. Don't take any thought what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep. And the Bible says they didn't argue. They didn't give him a rebuttal. You know why? It took a while, but they finally learned. Come on, I got to live life with my basket. And God's always made a way. I've never, never, you're not hearing me. I've never, 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 never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never, I can't hear you out there. I have never Never, never, never seen the righteous forsaken. And they're standing there with seven loaves of bread, and Jesus says, I can't send these 4,000 away. I think Jesus wanted to take the basket and go. I just want to make my kids proud. So he said, well, let's try this again. He said, there's 4,000 people. I can't send them home hungry. They go from all diverse sorts of places. And he looks at these guys and says, how do you think we're going to feed them? I hope some of you are feeling silly right now. Because if you are, I'm doing my job. And they go, it didn't say one of them. It didn't say, it didn't say two. It said, this is, this is pathetic. This and you think you're a failure at pastoring? Maybe, maybe the way Jesus, maybe the effect he's having right here will encourage you about the effect you're having. He's given them the test twice. And Brother Erpel Ding, the Bible says that the disciples, not one of them, not one of them, not Judas, not one disciple, the disciples looked at him with seven loaves of bread in their hands and said, well, we don't know how you're going to feed them.
I read that a few weeks ago, and I was sitting in somebody's office, and I went, my God, have mercy. Jesus, your patience blows my mind. I'm going to say for you what you have always wanted to say, and I'm going to say it in Spokane. Come on, folks. It's time for us to get our baskets. It's time for us to put aside our bitterness and pull out the bread. You need to remember. You need to remember. Come on, here you go. I'm going to give you a cue. I'm going to give you a cue. Are you ready? When I think of the goodness of Jesus. 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 And all. Makes me want to dance. Makes me want to shout. Makes me want to leap. Makes me want to. Well, I don't know how God's going to do this. Did he do it before? I can't hear you. Did he do it before? Where's your basket at? Where's your basket at? Did he do it before? Then guess what? He's going to do it again and again and again. That rock, which was Christ Jesus, fought. Come to the music. Steady, don't have a heart attack. I'm almost done. Fifteen hundred tons of food a day. Two freight trains. It would have taken two freight trains filled a mile long apiece. A day. Eleven million gallons of water a day. When these people camped, a campground would have been the size of the state of Rhode Island. And Brother Urshan, he did this. Brother Malone, Brother Stewart, for 40 years, he did it every day. Oh, there he is. And that rock, which was Christ Jesus. I got all hell breaking loose in my family. You better turn around and look at that rock that's been feeding and watering you for. I got kids going crazy. I got fornication breaking out in my youth group. You better turn around and look at that rock, which is Christ. He did it before and he'll do it again. He provided before and he'll provide again. And you, and your worry. I was hoping some of y'all's preaching too would get, have been out of your pews already. And you're worried about tomorrow? You're worried about tomorrow. He did it for 40 years. And you need a building. 
I think you get, I know it's San Diego area, but I think you get in a building in San Diego. Where's Lorraine at? Sister Bertrand, I'm sorry. Again, I think you get in a building in the San Diego area. It, I mean, I don't mean to compare stuff, but that ain't, that ain't nothing to 11 million gallons of water flowing out of a rock every day. Is it Lakeside? Uh, is Lakeside, what is it, Fire Tabernacle or something? What, Fire Faith Mountain. Is Faith Mountain in the house tonight? I've seen the I've seen people just like you. Layoffs. Letdowns. Loss. Light on. People just like you. Storms. Sicknesses. Stress. People just like you. Strain. Shock. I've seen the righteous. Broke. Bankrupt. Battered. Bruised. Broken trust. I've seen the righteous disappointed, discouraged, defeated, and distressed. I've seen the righteous, come on, suffer in their family, friends, finances, fear, and faith. I've seen them go through rejection, ridicule, and relationship. You better hear me right now. Somebody better get your basket. I've seen the righteous face crises, church trouble, career changes. I've seen the righteous get caught off guard. I've seen the righteous cast down. I can't hear you yet. I'm trying to close. I've seen the righteous. I've seen the righteous deal with the treachery of tragedy, timidity, trepidation. But I come with the Holy Ghost announcement. I was young and now I'm old. I can't hear you. And I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Fear, yes, but not forsaken. Finances, yes, but not forsaken. others that need buildings they can't all get down here right now but I can't think of a better couple to stand instead of every church that's needing a new facility come on I want you to own your own building I want you to have your own place I want you to have a bigger place I want you to, I want it to be out where people can see you not tucked away in a neighbor obscure neighborhood somewhere come on I believe brother and sister Bertram ought to shout with the basket we're not the basket case no we're not the basket it's a basket case but we got to remember what God has done he, he had no clue what I was preaching 
and I'll be if he didn't turn around with me. And that wild-eyed, fun, he freaks me out when he looks at me like that. There's something in Bishop's eyes. I want it. The more I'm around him, the more I want it. And he looked at me. And I thought, my God, he said, if you had told me 26 years ago that we'd be where we're at right now. Well, how are we going to pay the note? i tell you how we're going to pay the note. We're going to remember where we were 26 years ago. We're going to remember the time that the property wouldn't sell. We could. How long was that building for sale? It seemed like y'all tried to sell that building forever. Seven years they tried to sell a building. Look what the Lord has done. You got a basket, brother. If God could sell. I'm going to dance with my basket. I'm not going to quit over my burden. I'm not going to quit over my battle. I'm going to dance with my basket. I'm going to shout with my basket. I'm going to leap with my basket. I'm going to whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm going to skip with my basket. I'm going to roll with my basket. I'm going to... I want her up here. Come on. You better get ready. I don't know what we're fixing to do. But these people are going to stay. They're going to stand in. Water coming out of a rock kind of miracles. Coin in a fish's mouth kind of miracles. We got any. We got any hunters in the house? Rams don't get caught in thickets. I said rams don't get caught in thickets. Not unless God says to. You didn't hear what I just said. Rams don't get caught in thickets. You don't want a miracle. You just don't want a miracle. You go wait. Is going to give miracles this year that are going to be ram in the thicket kind of miracles. How'd he do that? Somebody got a basket. How'd he make somebody got a basket? How did somebody got a, somebody got a basket? Get to one side of that. Sister Bertram, get the other side. Go. Go. You've done it before, do it again. I said you. What about it in the back? What about it in the risers? Hey, 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 hey. It's just a dumb old basket. Sit there and die in your doubt. You know where he 
emotional basket case come from to begin with? World War I. It can't be proven if it ever happened. But that term came from supposed soldiers that their arms and legs had been blown off from the macabre of war and that they would carry them out in a basket. Think of the irony behind that. And I'm telling some of you right now, if you don't get the basket of blessing from your past, it's a basket case, all right. Come on. But you've let the enemy put you in it. Instead of the bread, Brother Davis, come on. You don't have hands to praise God with. You don't have legs to run. You don't have legs to move. You've just become a casualty of war. You're no good to your city. You're no good to your... But I'm telling you what will happen if something would rise up here today and say, not me in the basket. The Jews teach. You go, you go read how many times in the Old Testament. Tell them the stories. Build altars. Put rocks. Take rocks out of the middle of this water that I just parted and build an altar. Bring the next generation. Because they teach that the next generation is the stories that the generation before has told them. We become stories and mom and dad that's the criticalness of this moment come on you 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 ought to live for God in such a way that it ought to make your kids want to live for God get your lip off of the ground and get a basket in your hand he saved you he raised you he forgave you of your sin he put his name on you in the waters of baptism I'm throwing y'all a massive curb. Do whatever you can do, but I keep, I don't even know the words. But there's a song I've been hearing all over the country lately. And it's, it, it's talking about, he's still raising. He's still raising. Is it dead, does it say dead souls or dead lives? He's still raising. He's still delivering. Come on, do you agree with what I'm preaching right now? He's still. Bodies are still being. Bodies are still being healed. Churches are still growing. People are still having revival. I love the places where the Apostle Paul gets beside himself. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he just, it's like he jumps and says, well, just let me tell you what he's done for me. Just let it. Bodies are still being raised. 
strongholds are still being broken. Walls are still coming down. This is a move. I said, this is a move. Come on. You need to proclaim that this is your year. This is your moment. I'm finished. This is your hour. for everybody you just got to get it in your hand listen to the man come on bodies are still being raised go sing get your basket in your hand you got it go bodies are still being raised sing it Bo and giants are still being slain yeah. In God we believe, and yes we receive it. That wonders are still what you do. Do you believe what the man's singing? Sing it again. Giants are still being slain. Yes, they are. And bodies are still being raised. I can't hear you out there. Do you got a basket? God, we Take whatever you carried in here. 
Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not a basket case. This is a basket case. Okay, so take your hands, get ready. Move it. Whatever you were carrying, move it. Bad news. Bitterness. Burden. The battle, move it. Are you ready? There's a, there's a shout gonna go forth that's gonna bring Jericho walls down and then they're gonna come in behind you. But your shout's gonna come first. Get your basket. Anybody got your basket? Let me see it. Anybody? Pastor's wife, you got your basket? Are you ready? Shout, shout, 